0: Hi, this is Angela, and welcome again to The Wrong That Made Me Right. And this episode is going to be a little bit different because I am on my own. I will not have any guest with me today. Um, the topic that we're going to be discussing, or that I'm going to be discussing, is going to be when God's answer is no. Now, we love it when God says yes to things that we want or things that we ask for. But how do we react and feel when he says no? or not now. We do not like to be told no. That's just the way we are as far as a society goes. Don't like that word no. Even a little kid doesn't like to be told no. Now Jesus himself asked in three of the books in Matthew, Mark and Luke that if it be possible to take away what was supposed to happen to him. And I'm sure he didn't want to go through the beatings he was going to have to face, the crucifixion and finally the death. But he did say, not my will, but your will be done. So even Jesus was told, no, this cup is not going to pass from you. You do have to go through this and you do have to face everything that you do not want to face. So think about your relationship with your own children or future children. Would you let them sit down and eat a big bag of candy or three pieces of cake? Your wisdom and knowledge is far beyond your children. So most likely the answer would be no, because it's not good for them and it would do them harm like make them sick. Now, since your child doesn't have that knowledge or wisdom, they're going to see you as being mean and not loving. It's the same for us and God. His knowledge and wisdom is far beyond ours, yet we get mad, angry, and maybe even have a temper tantrum when he doesn't give us what we want or what we think we need. He can see what is good and not good for us. The other question is, what would you do to have a better relationship with your child? Spend time with them? But how easy is that nowadays? Children are usually on electronic device. They act as if you're going to destroy their life if you take it away from them or ask them to put it down and spend time with you. Do you think that God wants to give us something that he knows will pull us away from him or lead us down the wrong road? The destination that he has for us is to be with him forever. So to keep your children safe, you sometimes have to say no. And it's the same thing for God. So at first, it may be kind of hard to handle when God says no. But when you see someone else get what you want... And have asked for many, many times, it gets very difficult. The questions arise why them and not me? Have I done something wrong? Am I not good enough? Why doesn't God love me? I know because I asked all these questions on my journey. So, one of the journeys that I've been on in my life is being barren, not being able to have children. It started for me planning out my life as I was going to get married, what happened at 21. And then at uh, 25, I was going to start a family, but that didn't work out. I did not get pregnant right away, and uh, we thought the problem was with my husband at that time, my my first husband. So he went and had a procedure done that was supposed to improve his chances, and I got checked a little bit, but really not that much. Part of that emotional roller coaster—I mean, it was something I went through every single month thinking, okay, maybe this month is going to happen. You get up to that high point, hoping, expecting, and then my cycle would start. And then I would plummet to the bottom and just be in this depressed mood until eventually I thought, okay, let's try again. And it would be something that would happen month after month after month. And I got to the point where, well, we got to the point where it was just destroying our marriage, that my whole focus was on I can't get pregnant and didn't know why. And at that time, I didn't have a relationship with God. So I wasn't really focused on him, but, oh, I definitely went and asked him and prayed, please help me get pregnant. Please let me be pregnant this month. But that was pretty much the extent of our relationship. I did not spend time with him, spend time in his word, go to church or anything like that. And I got so desperate that I actually stepped out of the marriage to try to get pregnant other ways from other men. And that, of course, destroyed my marriage completely. So yeah, I made the same mistake that Sarah and Abraham made. Um, I'm sure I am not the only one since then that has made that mistake or has gotten that desperate. So my first marriage failed, ended in divorce. So went into my second marriage. And at that point, then found out the problem was with me. And um, my husband at that time um, didn't have a problem, so we did artificial insemination. And it was the same emotional roller coaster. I would give myself shots to try to help with ovulation, go into the clinic, do the artificial insemination, which is different from in vitro. In vitro is much different. If you want to look those up, you can. And probably tried the artificial insemination about five to six times without any good results at all. I did not get pregnant at all. And again, angry with God, asking him, you know, all those questions. Why not me? Why can't I have one? And that marriage also failed. And looking back now, I can say that I'm honestly thankful that I didn't get pregnant with either one of those men, because I can see how those relationships were not what God wanted for me. But you know, every time that I would see a woman get pregnant or hear of a family member that got pregnant, it would raise up all of these hurt and angry emotions inside and just couldn't understand why God kept on telling me no, 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 no. Uh, It wasn't something that I, I understood at that time. Um, When I got to being on my own, finally, I started to have a relationship with God, and I enjoyed spending time with him. I enjoyed it being just he and I, and I grew closer to him, and I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't need a man in my life. I just need you, God. You're, You're all that I need. And I was actually going to start the process of adopting a child on my own from another country. And just at that point, since I finally reached that, I realized I didn't need anyone else. All I needed was him. Well, then that's when he brought my husband that I have now into my life. Um, We met at church. And um, he has just been just the best husband that I could ever imagine. In fact, he was more than what I imagined. I remember giving God a list of what I wanted in a husband and God went far beyond that list. So in marrying my husband, um, he already had three children from a previous marriage. And so I became an instant mom to three children. Still, I had that desire to want to have one of my own. And um, even though God says no, that doesn't mean that desires and the wants that you have are going to go away. But I think that you just get to the point where you want what God desires more than what you want, than what you desire. And when your relationship grows with him. So do I still desire to have a child? Yes and i've been with my current husband now for a little over 13 years um but in not having a child it's definitely pulled me closer to him in many many ways my husband and i wanted to get a house we um tried several times and we even put a down a deposit on a house that we were sure we were going to get And I remember having a conversation with my husband of what, how do you feel about this? And I broke down, just started crying. I was like, I feel like God is telling us no. And he goes, I feel the same thing. And that was heartbreaking because we really, we really liked this house and we thought this was going to be our home. And again, God is saying no. So I'm like, okay, no to a house, no to a child. Well, what is it that you want from me you're you're saying no on these big things that everybody else gets to have i you know i don't understand but again not understanding still just going forward and so being barren was at one time looked upon as a curse and still is in a lot of cultures today however i can say now that i don't look at it as a curse i look at it as a blessing God knew that in saying no to what I desired most at one time, that it was going to make my relationship with Him stronger and that I was going to grow closer to Him. Perhaps if I would have had a child when I wanted one, I would have had I, I would not have the relationship that I have with God now. It's a relationship, total trust, love, peace and joy. And like I said, it doesn't mean that I don't still have desires and wants because those are still there. I think God wants us to have desires. But I think that he wants us to desire the same things for ourselves that he desires for us. Um, I've learned that the plan for my life isn't just for me, but it's also for other people I come in contact with and for the kingdom. So what can make me feel uncomfortable or have a bad day Or not getting what I want can actually be something that is helping you know someone else and not just myself so what about when the answer is no for a healing of a disease or a sickness we know he's able we know he's able to heal anything anyone I'd love to tell you the reason behind why he heals some people and not others, or why some suffer so much, but others don't. The truth is we may never know why, but I think in time we see how it may help others, even if it's just for them to know that we know how they feel, maybe even to cry with them and then to share with them the comfort that the Lord gives us. Um, I had a conversation with the Lord And yes, I do have conversations with him. Um, You would say that it's not an audible, open voice, but it's something that I just kind of hear inside. And it was when I was thinking about something that I wanted. In fact, it was wanting a child. And he said to me, he goes, what do you notice after Thanksgiving, before Christmas? And I was like, you know, it's such a wonderful time. People are so happy and joyful and even people who don't believe in him there's just something in the air that there's just joy in the air like everybody feels it and it's it's a wonderful feeling and then he asked me so what happens on Christmas day I said oh it's a great day Uh, people are usually happy with what they get and um, just happy it's just a really happy day but it's so short. It's just one day. And then he goes, and what about the day after? I said, everything is completely gone. That feeling in the air that we had of, of joy and peace and just wanting to share love is completely gone. And he goes, exactly. He goes, just enjoy that journey of the anticipation of what's coming. Just enjoy the journey So we may not always get what we want, when we want it, or get what we want at all, but it doesn't mean that we can't enjoy the journey of anticipation. Anticipation is hope, hope that something good is going to happen, and that's something that we can have every day, even when we're not getting what we want. So what about the times when we just don't take no for the answer? Well, then we usually take things into our own hands and make them worse and then blame God for the mess we've made or or realize that we did something wrong and ask for forgiveness and get back on track with God's plans. A lot of us do that. I mean, even Abraham and Sarah, they took things into their own hands to try to have a child. Um... And then David, he actually took into his own hands of wanting a woman that was married and not his and then having her husband killed. So there's things that we want so bad that we will go to the lengths that we wouldn't normally think we would go to, all because God says no to us. It's hard to imagine the hurt that we feel here is so short compared to the joy of eternity. So it's hard to imagine not having that thing that we want that God is saying no to when we can't even imagine what eternity is going to be like. So in the Bible, our life is described as a vapor. Here one second and gone the next. If you knew that, out of the 24 hours of the day, you are going to experience the worst pain you ever felt for just one second, just one second. And then the rest of the day would be filled with amazing joy. Then your focus wouldn't be on that one second because it's so short. So when we're going through those hurtful times, Maybe that's the time for us to focus on eternity instead of focusing on this life and how maybe it's not going according to your plans. This is such a short time. This is just a vapor. We're going through those hurtful times and they're going to happen. There isn't anything we we can do to stop that. So sometimes when I'm going through things, I'll just say to myself that one day I'm going to be with Jesus and there isn't going to be any more pain. There isn't going to be any more tears and that always brings a smile to my face. So instead of focusing on the things that I don't have, the things that I want, I just start focusing on him and that one day I'm going to be with him. I've heard an old saying, and they usually refer to young adults when they say this. They act like they're going to live forever. And usually they're doing something that can be reckless, maybe even injure themselves. The truth is, we are going to live forever. So live like your eternity depends on it, because it does. And not just your eternity, not just your eternity, But also those that you come in contact with. A wise man lives in the present and prepares for the future. So what future are you preparing for? So when God says no, and he will, trust in his outcome. After all, he created you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And he knows what to do to make sure that you have eternity with him. So... Start living your eternity now. And instead of thinking, why do those people get to have that and I don't? Instead, just think, okay, God has a reason for it. He knows what I'm in need of. He knows what is going to help me and what is going to hurt me. And just be thankful for that. Be thankful and just trust in him because he knows what is going to bring you to eternity with him and start living your life, your eternity life now. So I just want to thank everybody for being supportive of me and this podcast journey that I have been on. Um, God has definitely blessed me with a lot of people in my life that have helped me along the way and have given me strength and encouragement and For the times that God has said no to me and I wondered if he loved me or if I had done something wrong, he had people there to encourage me and let me know that, yeah, he does love me. And, yeah, it can be hurtful, but he's not hurting me to be mean. Just like we don't say no to our children to be mean, We say no because we love them. So the next time God says no to you about something, just remember that he loves you. It's not to be mean. And this is going to be our last um, podcast for this season. Um, We're going to take a little bit of a break. We will let you know when our next podcast is going to start or the next season. But you can listen to season one anytime you would like. It's there and available for you. Um, We enjoy to get any feedback from people. And I just want to say thank you again. And I will close in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the journey that you have us on. And thank you for being patient with us when we are impatient and we just don't like to hear no. And thank you for saying no to keep us from the things that would hurt us and harm us and to bring us in a closer relationship with you. And I just want you, Lord, to just let everybody know that you love them and that you say no for a reason and that you have a plan and that the plan is for them to be with you in eternity one day. And I just want to give you glory and honor and praise for all that you do for us, for all that you bless us with, and for all that you protect us from, and for the hard times that you help us get through and that you give us comfort through. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.